Hello, and welcome to the Hasta La Visa Baby podcast, a deep dive into U.S. immigration law and its relationship to fictitious characters in television and film. My name is Shai Dayan. I am an immigration attorney with Gibney, Anthony, and Flaherty, and I'm based in Los Angeles, California. And joining me today, as he does for every episode, he's also an immigration attorney. He's also with Gibney, Anthony, and Flaherty, but he's based in New York, and he's hoping Santa doesn't catch him stealing his cookies and milk. It's Mr. Roderick Potts. Hey, Shai, how are you? Rod, happy holidays, holiday season. Yeah, happy holidays to you. What's up? How's your holiday season going so far? So far, it's been quite festive. I've been to several different uh, holiday parties, went to the big menorah lighting in the Grand Army Plaza in Prospect Park, Brooklyn. So it's been it this weekend specifically has been a very chock full of holiday cheer. I love how you're covering all the religions by going to Christmas lighting, menorah lighting. You're just making sure that you're on good terms with everybody. Got all my bases covered, and I'm celebrating as much as I can with whoever will have me. How's your How's your holiday season treating you? Shai? It's It's been It's been pretty good so far. We've had some uh, chilly Los Angeles weather. It um, starting to warm up back to normal for like two weeks. There it was under sixty degrees. That's not mm-hmm. why Not why I moved here. I had a talk with the weather uh, gods, and uh, it looks like things are getting better. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah. So, um, Rod. Let's uh, talk about how people can uh, download this amazing podcast. Uh, how, how do people uh, access this podcast? Where can they find us? Well, we're available on all the major podcast streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon, TuneIn, and etc. And today we're doing a mailbag episode where we answer listener questions. Now, sometimes listeners, they see us on the streets and they say, oh, you're the co-host of the Hasta La Visa Baby podcast. And they they ask us a question. For those people who don't personally come in contact with us, unfortunate for them, how do they send questions so that they can in the future be featured on one of these mailbag episodes? They can email us at astalavisa at gibney.com. That's astalavisa, H-A-S-T-A-L-A-V-I-S-A at gibney, G-I-B-N-E-Y dot com. Very good. Very good. So we love to hear from you. So please, you know, uh, contact us. Just briefly to remind everybody what uh, the point of this little podcast is, Mm -hmm. we make immigration law exciting. That's our goal. We make it exciting. And basically what we do is just every episode, we focus on a particular movie or a particular television show that features a foreign national character living in the U.S. And what we try to do is we just try to figure out what kind of visa they may have needed in actual real life. Does it get more fun than that, Rod? It's thrilling. It's the best time of every month for me is, right? is, is the ability Re- to dissect to a new movie or a TV show. Today's yeah. a little bit different, though, for us. It is a little bit different because we're going to answer the questions. We just want to you know, give the people who listen to us and uh, download our podcast a little bit of a spotlight. So thanks for everybody who emailed us and asked us these questions. 2022 is almost over, Rod. We've had quite the year, haven't we? Yeah, we did a lot of great, uh, great episodes this year. Let's just to recollect what we did. We we did um, James Bond's Goldfinger, The mm-hmm. Birdcage, Scarface. You don't mess with the Zohan, the Green Card, Coming to America, Greece. What a, was there any episode that was um, really stood out for you? That really stood out. Well, I you know I'll say Coming to America. I think was the big one. We were both really yeah. looking forward to doing that one. Yeah. But I had you know a couple. I had never seen You Don't Mess with the Zohan. I had never right. seen Greece as we discussed. Right. So. 
and just been a lot of fun. Got to revisit the green card, which I hadn't seen yeah. in a while. The proposal I had never seen before. So some new movies, it's some some fun. What about you? Did you have a high point? I, I think my favorite episode we recorded was The Birdcage. I really enjoyed doing The Birdcage. I really enjoyed doing Greece. I, I had a lot more fun with Greece than I thought I was going to have. Um, <laughs> maybe that has a lot to do with the fact that we had two great guests. We had Adam Meninga for, yep, the bird for the birdcage. We had yeah. Joanna Di Benedetto for Greece. Yeah, those two always make it more fun. They do. This is also the two-year anniversary for this podcast. Can you believe it? It's shocking. Happy anniversary, Shy. Thank you. We made it. We made it. Yeah, we're, we, ha- we're, we haven't we're not, been canceled yet. We're not that much more famous than I thought we would be when it started, but <laughs> but we're not that much richer than we are when we started. I thought by now we would both be living like you know in palaces, but we're sure. getting there. We're getting sure. there. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Just, we'll get there. It takes we'll time. Plugging away. Yeah, yeah. yeah it takes. Yeah, time. Yeah. it takes time. So today, everybody, what we're going to do is we're going to do a mailbag episode. Uh, We've carefully gone through the questions submitted to us, and we've decided to pick a few of the most interesting. Sorry if your question isn't being answered, but um, keep asking us because we'd love to answer your questions in the future. So are you ready to get into the mailbag, Rod? Let's do it. Okay. I really like this first question a lot. This was a really good one. Victor from Oklahoma City, he writes... You discussed Oddjob being a domestic servant in your James Bond Goldfinger episode. If he started his own hat company, would he have been able to remain in the U.S.? <laughs> so first of all, just to That's remind... fantastic question. Fantastic a great question. question. Just to remind everybody of um, Oddjob from Goldfinger. Here, here's a little clip from the movie. Oh, you must excuse Oddjob, Mr. Bond. He's an admirable man servant, but mute. He's not a very good caddy. Golf is not yet the national game of Korea, eh? <laughs> so, Ajab, of course, used to kill people with his hat. He his had hat his... had a razor blade in the rim, yeah. Right, so he used to fling it like a, a frisbee, and he used to kill people with it. So the question is, what if he started his own hat company? Rod, I think that if he started his own hat company, he would have some maybe investor visa options. We summarize that he was a B2 domestic servant in mm-hmm. the movie. So if he wanted to stay in the United States and perhaps open, you know, chapeaus by Ajab. Yeah. Look sharp. Look sharp. <laughs> That's a great motto. Let's talk a little bit about maybe his investor visa option. So the first investor visa is a temporary investor visa. It's called the E2 mm-hmm. visa, right? And yep. um, Rod, you have to, the United States has to have a treaty with the country that the person is from, correct? That is correct. Now, did we identify if he was, we know he was Korean. Did we specify North or South Korea? Because there is well, a treaty, there is a treaty with South Korea. I don't believe we have one with North Korea. Considering that we're analyzing all these movies from a 2022 point of view, I'm going to mm. say that he's from South Korea because he got a visa to come to the United States to begin with. I think it's a sure. little bit... Yeah, more difficult for uh, a North Korean to have been able to do that. Let's say he's South Korean. So and yeah, so his citizenship would make him eligible from that perspective because there is absolutely, a South Korea. absolutely. So basically, <laughs> to qualify for an E two investor visa, a job would have to make a substantial investment into a U.S. business to get the E two visa. So basically, he'd have to open chapeau by a job. And yep. he would have to make a substantial investment in that business. We don't know yep. the exact amount; it's not defined. Right. The investment would have to be substantial with respect to the business being opened. So right. I don't know what it, how much money it takes to open up a hat shop. Maybe the rent to for the storefront, yep. maybe uh, the people who work in the business, yeah. uh, in the yeah, store, so maybe the, the, the millinery the, machinery, whatever that right. is. If the manufacturing uh, is going to take place in the U.S., maybe, yep. you know, so... Yep. 
he would have to do everything like you know come up with a with a business plan and all that stuff and then right. he could either conceivably change his status if possible or be able to apply for it probably a, have to go visa. outside the US likely to like to... best option would be yeah, probably yeah. to go outside and then of course there's a more temporary investor visa option and that's the EB5 investor visa and that's the type of program that leads to a green card so more permanent, you know, more permanent option. Yes, yeah. more permanent option. But this this is a bit more difficult, probably for odd job. You know, all EB five investors must invest in a, a new commercial enterprise in the U.S. And a new commercial enterprise it means that basically any for profit activity formed for the ongoing conduct of lawful business. There's capital investment requirements. There's job sure. creation requirements. So yeah, it's a all, little all boxes he'd have to tick. It's you right. know a million dollars, fifty thousand, one million fifty thousand dollars. If he's just investing in a commercial enterprise, he can invest in a targeted employment area, which are specific sort of more economically depressed geographic areas. The the requirements eight hundred thousand there, but they're you know minimum amounts he'd have to he'd have to uh, right. invest as well as create certain number of uh, you know ten qualifying jobs. So he's, he'd have a showing to make there. Yeah, I'm not sure you know he would need a million over a million dollars or even over eight hundred thousand dollars to start the a chapeau mm. business. But I don't know much about the hat business, so maybe yeah, he no, does. Yeah, nor do I. Yeah. And would the business require ten employees? Not sure. Don't but know. These are all things. These are all things. If he came to us, right. uh, we right. could talk to him about it. Right. We just let him, we have him leave his hat at the door because if he got mad at us, we wouldn't want him that's, flinging that hat at us. That's right. Yeah. 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 And despite the fact that he would be presumably making hats with razors embedded in the brim, yes, uh, yes. theoretically, as long as he followed all the requirements for, as a weapons manufacturer, I sure. suppose, it still would be considered, I think, a, a lawful business provided yeah. he was upfront about the fact that he was making lethal hats, I think. So. Right, right. You know, he has some criminal issues to get through, but you know, there's some, there, but Victor, thanks. So that was a great question. Yeah, fantastic question. Yeah. Rod, would you like to take the next question? <clears throat> sure, sure, sure. So the next question is from Alonzo from Queens. Alonzo asks, in coming to America after Akeem marries Lisa in Zamunda, would he be clear to return with her to the US, even with the issues that you discussed in the episode? That's a great question, Alonzo from Queens. <clears throat> and just to remind everybody, Prince Hakeem, played by Eddie Murphy, he came mm -hmm. to the United States and coming to America, uh, to the Prince of Zamunda came to find his uh, princess and he came to Queens to find, find his princess. Yeah, yep. Here's a little clip from the movie. We go to New York. But where in New York can one find a woman with grace, elegance, taste, and culture? A woman suitable for a king. Queens. All right. So, Rod, let's talk about, you know, Prince Hakeem goes back to Zamunda to marry Lisa. Let's say after he gets married to Lisa, he wants to come back to the United States again. Not sure why. Maybe for tourism, maybe for official state business, maybe permanently. What are some of the visa options for him? Well, I think we discussed it briefly in the episode. He always has that A1 option if he's engaging in official business. Right. A1, more than just a steak sauce. It's That's for, far, right. for foreign officials representing another country who will conduct official business in the United States on behalf of their country. That's right. So, you know, he is in line to become the king of Zamunda, right? So if and when he does, or even as the prince, as long as he's engaging in official business, that A visa would be helpful for him. You know, he is married to a U.S. citizen. Right. Yeah. So there is a process uh, that he could apply for a green card. He would have to do it overseas. In most of our episodes, we've discussed the green card process from in the United States, but you can right. also do it from overseas by going through the Department of State. Yes. Yeah. You could, you could get essentially what would happen is you get a green card. It looks like a visa. 
right. get an immigrant visa, not a non-immigrant yeah. visa, but he could, he could, you know, provided they showed, uh, they, they followed all the rules and did the application, Lisa can sponsor him for a green card, a spousal green card, and uh, it would uh, presumably be issued to him in his passport, and he'd be able to enter the United States as right. a lawful permanent but resident. If he doesn't... But if he doesn't want to live permanently in the United States, a green card wouldn't be the right option for Akeem. And I think he <clears> wants <throat> to stay in Zamunda. Um, Correct. In the awful sequel, Coming to coming America, to he numerical. was still living in They did remain Zamunda. in Zamunda, right? Yeah, yeah. with Lisa. Yeah. And we get this a lot, actually. Individuals who get a green card and then want to live abroad, and what's their option? What do they do? And I always remind everybody, the resumption of lawful permanent residence is that you reside permanently in the United States. Exactly. So if they do plan to stay, like you said, in Zamunda, the green card may not be the best option. Yeah. A green Bottom line is a green card is not the option for somebody who doesn't want to live permanently in the United States, wants to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's not the right option. But we do have to talk about the fact that in coming to America, Akeem was engaged in illegal employment. He was working at McDowell's. He was working mm-hmm. at McDowell's home as a valet parker. Yep. Didn't have work authorization. That's kind of a no-no. So yep. on any future application, the Crown Prince of Zamunda would have to reveal some- That's true. Uh, That's right? true. He would, he would have to disclose all the unauthorized yeah. employment. And actually, a lot of unauthorized employment might uh, could very well get in the way of his eligibility. You know, is it the kind of thing that could be waived? Yeah, perhaps. It's, perhaps. Uh, I know. mean, he probably has some connections. He is the proud prince of Zamunda. I agreed. But that would be something that he'd have to disclose and, and, and look out for. Right. Well, that was a, a good question. We love coming to America. Once again, how how can we, you know, what's left to say? If you haven't listened to our coming to America episode, please yeah. go back and listen to it. A doozy. Yeah, um, yeah great fun. All right. Uh, can I take the next question? Yeah, I'll, I'll read the next question and then you can give the answer. This was a good one. Stephen from New York. I enjoy your use of audio clips from television shows and movies in your episodes. Are there any copyright concerns with doing that? Did you get the necessary permission? Ah, this is a great question. And actually, this is one that Shai and I, that we looked into before right. recording our first podcast episode because well, we, intended, yeah. we intended on using clips. Now, Shai and I are not what are referred to as intellectual property or IP attorneys, we're immigration attorneys. This is outside our our expertise, but we did check with our IP department and they said that the concept of using audio or video clips in our podcast is generally permissible because our podcast contains commentary on those movies and TV shows. So, you know, we're because we are discussing and providing commentary on these shows, we are allowed to use short clips without permission since they are permitted under what is called fair use because again yeah. we're, uh, we're 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 commenting on the work itself. We are not, you know, proposing here to reproduce the entire work, etc. No. We're just using a quick clip just to help illustrate the points that we're making. Right. It's permissible within IP and it's also it, it's regularly done on other you know, you and I, Shai, we both listen to a lot of podcasts that, that review movies and talk about movies. Sure. They all use clips. They so all do it. They all it's do a fair, it. It's and, a fairly uh, standard process and one that is absolutely permissible. Yeah. We enjoy using the clips. Our listeners say that it helps a lot, makes things more entertaining. And so thanks. Thanks, Stephen, for your question. And Rod, uh, thanks for giving uh, the summary. Good stuff. And thanks to our, our IP department for clarifying that for us. Yeah, definitely. Thanks to them. So next, next question is from Francesca from Milan. I'll, yeah, we I'll have an international read, following. Read this one out. I love it. We are an international yeah. podcast. This is fantastic. Yes. So this question says, what kind of visas did the American tourists need to travel to Italy in season two of The White Lotus? What did you think of season two of The White Lotus? I know you were both big fans of season one. 
So, oh, but great Rod question. And I, yeah, Rod and I are huge fans of the White Lotus. Yeah, tremendous we, fans of season one. We covered it in an episode. Yeah, we did. We talked about Armand and, and his potential visa. We strongly recommend you go back and listen to that. Absolutely loved the show. I, you know, I, I, I remember the season one. I watched episode one. I kind of caught it and I was like, what is this? And then I rewatched it and I just burned through and I was addicted to season one. Season two, I loved, but really quickly, should we talk about the tourist visa yeah, question yeah. first? So no spoilers here because season two of The White Lotus just recently uh, concluded. So we don't want to give too many uh, spoilers. However, this did not take place in the United States. This took place in a luxury property in Sicily, Italy. And mm-hmm. there were a bunch of American tourists who traveled from the US to go on vacation for a week in Sicily. Yep. So um, we're not, we're US immigration attorneys. You could agree on that, right, Rod? If we know anything about ourselves, we're U.S. immigration attorneys. I've been accused of it many times. Yeah. (laughs) So we don't give advice about visa requirements for other countries. However, you know, we do have a global department at our firm and we we know some of the basics and we look this up. Mm -hmm. And basically, no tourist visa is necessary for U.S. citizens to travel for tourism to Italy for less than 90 days. And the reverse is actually also true. We have something called the visa waiver program. Right. Italy is on that list of individuals. So that's a reciprocal uh, right. uh, ability to travel. Right. So all the tourists, the American tourists in season two of the White Lotus, all of them would not have needed visas in their passports. They could have just showed up uh, with their mm-hmm. American passports and be admitted to Italy as long as they were staying for 90 days. In the show, they I, all stayed yep. for one week. So no visas necessary. That's right. Now, <clears throat> as to part two of the question, what did you think of season two of the White Lotus? Rod, without giving spoilers, do you want to give your take sure. about season two? Yeah, I thought I loved season two. I actually prefer season two to season one. I thought it was a tremendously strong follow-up. And I found, and this doesn't give anything away, but I just, I found the characters and the interplay between them and their specific stories and how those stories unravel to be just much more compelling to me than in in, in season one. I just found it to be, you know, fantastic. Yeah. I really loved it. And I thought, uh, I think season two was uh, was better than season one. How about you, Shai? What do you think? First of all, I will preface this by saying I love season one. Season one was mm. one of the best uh, seasons of television, probably of the decade. It was an amazing season of television, right? Mm. Season two was even better. Uh, it really was. Where season one was about, they're both about people who have wealth that are traveling on to a luxury vacation, right? But season yep. one was more about class. Uh, it was an analysis about class in the United States and, and throughout the world. Season two is more about the struggles that people have with maintaining relationships and entering into relationships and putting on the facade of what a, a good relationship is. So it was just mm-hmm. a different approach. It brought different things to the table. And um, I found the characters really compelling. I found the stories really compelling. I was on the edge of my seat. It was fantastic. Mike White is a really great TV writer. I was blown away by season two of The White Lotus. I agree. I found that season one, and you know, we already did an episode on it. So, right. You know, and if you haven't listened to season one, skip forward a couple of seconds here. But you know, season one, the real question there is who's in the box, right? Yeah. And right. Season two, I don't want to give anything away because it's still brand new. Everyone should listen to season two. Season two had a half dozen story strands that I was absolutely on the edge of my seat trying to figure out. Of course. You know, there's so much more happening, I, I felt, that I really wanted to know about. So it's yeah. just uh, the it's relationships, really great, uh... The relationships between the people, romantic mm-hmm. relationships, family relationships, fascinating yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I highly recommend season two of The White Lotus. If you haven't seen it, check it out. And yep. HBO, yeah, we... HBO, if you want to sponsor this podcast, give us an yeah. email. Sure. Yeah. Or, or, you know, if you want to put us in season three. We're happy oh, to uh, 
we're there for the immigration um, yeah, consultations yeah. that you need for season three. We'd love to that's go right. on location to any one of your properties, and there will be a season three apparently. So that's, uh, that's what I that's when I heard. Yeah. So yes, excited well, for that. Excited for well, that. Much like the white the the white lotus, this show must go on as well. <laughs> so um, I'll read the next question. This is from Charles from Toronto, another international viewer. I mean, listener, listener. I keep thinking about our television show that one day we're going to have. So I, I call them viewers. Someday. But, yeah. Yeah. Someday. Charles from Toronto writes, in your The Proposal episode, you opined that Margaret, played by Sandra Bullock, likely had an H-1B visa. Is it true that the U.S. government really gives out H-1B visas based on a lottery? This is a great question. This is a great question. It's a good question. Yeah. Here's just a little clip from the movie to remind everybody about uh, Margaret from The Proposal. We uh, just spoke to your immigration attorney. Great. So, so we're all good. Everything good. Margaret, your visa application has been denied. That, that... And you are being deported. Deported? And apparently there was also some paperwork that you didn't fill out in time. Come on. It's, it's not like I'm even an immigrant. I'm from Canada. Okay. So we know from the movie that Margaret had some sort of visa because she said that she was getting deported. Go back to the proposal. You'll hear our basically yep. takedown of the way that they misinformed the the audience about immigration concepts in the movie, but we mm-hmm. opine that she probably had an H-1B visa. Right. So everybody wants to know, how do I get an H-1B visa? How does it work? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Charles, you mentioned a lottery. Now this isn't Powerball, okay? This isn't, this isn't, <laughs> right. uh, but it's true. There is a lottery. Rod, do you want to just talk briefly about this whole lottery, how it works, what it means? Yeah, sure. And I think we might have touched just barely on this in the episode, but we can go a little just a little bit further to kind yeah. of explain, because like you said, it's not you enter a lottery and boom, you get your visa. What it is, is the reason why USCIS holds a lottery is because there are there's a total of 85,000 new H-1Bs allowed every year. And the number of petitions that are, you know, the number of people interested in those H-1Bs well exceeds that that number. Well, exceeds Over 200,000 people a yes, year. Yes, it's well yeah. exceeds. So USCIS, in order to try to keep things fair, basically there's what is now an electronic registration and a lottery is done. So every employer who wants to sponsor people, they enter the certain, you know, just a few pieces of, of information essentially about this right. individual. They enter all of their proposed all the people they propose to sponsor in this lottery and basically the people who are selected are those are the people for whom the companies can move ahead and file petitions on right behalf of. what's so, important to know is that if you get selected in the lottery it doesn't mean you get a visa all it correct. means is that your petitioning company has the opportunity to file a visa correct. petition for you which still has to go through the adjudication processes so there is a lottery <laughs> to determine who has the privilege of filing um, a mm-hmm. petition. And then those people, those petitions get adjudicated. And just because you get selected in the lottery doesn't mean that you're going to get the H-1B visa. That's right. The company still has to jump through all the hoops. Right. Sure that the job qualifies for H-1B status, sure that the individual qualifies for H-1B right. status, all of that's all those requirements we discussed in the episode, the lottery being selected only allows you to commence that process. So Margaret in the proposal, you know, at a certain point, her sponsoring company in the U.S., they entered her in the lottery and mm-hmm. um, she must have been selected in the lottery. They must have been must have been because she's in the movie. Yep. So they filed an H-1B petition for her. It got approved and she started working in the U.S. in H-1B status. And that's a little bit about how the lottery works. 
There you go. So yeah, it's not just willy nilly. Like you said, it's not Powerball. No, you don't go to your local, you know, (laughs) your local gas station and, and fill out a, uh, randomly fill out, you know, numbers. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. Exactly. Imagine it did though. It'd be great. Imagine, imagine. Uh, Okay. Rod, uh, we're, we're really shooting through these. These are some great questions. Let me get in the next one here. Okay. So Elaine from San Francisco asks your podcast is so professional and your audio quality is so impeccable. Do you record in a professional studio? Oh, Elaine, thank you so much yeah. for the for the compliments. Um, yeah, thank you, Rod. For do you want a loyal listener? You want to um, let Elaine down and let her know that although <laughs> our audio quality is oftentimes impeccable, we yeah. don't really record from a professional studio, do we? No, we do not. I am sitting in my home office. You are sitting in your home office, and we across record the country. Via- Across the country, we record via Zoom. We use uh, just, you know, moderately priced headsets that we purchased online. That's about it. Maybe what we should do is look into studio time and really do this, you know. As the a, podcast as the podcast grows in popularity, yeah. and as our um, social media presence uh, continues to explode, and as, as it becomes more difficult to record from home with the demands of being famous, we probably <laughs> will, we probably will get professional studio time. There might have to be private jets back and forth so Rod and I can be in the studio together. Yeah, that um, would be the, the correct way to do it. We've never actually recorded face-to-face. I mean, we're we, recording we ne- face-to-face yeah. virtually, but we've yeah, never we have, actually recorded in the flesh. We have only ever recorded via via Zoom. And then when we have our guests, the guests are also via Zoom. So yeah. it's, a, it's a three-way Zoom chat. We have never... We have never recorded in the same room. Uh, what would that be ever, like? Ever once. I wonder what that would be like. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Right. It would be a, be lot a much of fun. longer episode, I suspect. Probably of the, of the banter and the back and forth. Yeah, and the, it'd be more touchy, sides. more touchy feely too. Yeah, a lot more hugging. Right, I'm sure. right, yeah, right, right. <laughs> and, and like when we cry, we could give each other, each other tissues and, and that's things right. Yeah, like that. be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elaine, that was a that was, thank you for for listening. Yeah. Uh, keep up the listening. I hope we didn't let you down, knowing that we don't record from a professional studio. Would, unfortunately. Here's a funny question. It's not really immigration related, but we did say that if you have questions for us, any questions, whatever it is, we're here to answer the masses. We have opinions and we want to share them. Yeah. Everybody about everyone who knows me knows I have opinions. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, Okay. So uh, Mike from Houston, this is a good question. Do you guys have any holiday shopping tips? Ooh, ooh, boy. Rod, you go first. You go first, Rod. I would say my biggest holiday shopping tip is based on my most recent experience. If you live in the New York City area, avoid Times Square, avoid Rockefeller Center at all possible. Those places are a very zoo. complicated, <laughs> a zoo, complicated to navigate. But my other advice that was more applicable across the board is start early and uh, do not save things to the last minute because it uh, causes a tremendous amount of, of unnecessary stress. Have you completed your shopping for this season, Rod? I have not, which is why my earnest advice is to start. Oh boy. Don't be like me. I have a couple of last minute things left to do. Well, that's, that's some good tips. Some yeah. good tips. You should have How about a, you, Shai? You got any, got any tips? I do. I do have some good tips. I have, I have one tip and um, it's going to be uh, controversial, but this is my holiday shopping <laughs> tip. All right. My holiday shopping tip is as follows. Really seriously, just don't waste your time buying presents for other people. Just buy presents for yourself. It's going to eliminate all the stress. You know that the recipient of the present is going to like what they're getting. You know, you don't have to deal with the lines. You don't have to deal with like the lists. Just Mm. buy yourself a present. Call it a day. Forget about the loved ones. There's other times of the year you buy them presents, whatever. I mean, I know that sounds selfish and callous, but you know what? 
I, I'm all about living a um, optimal, uh, relaxed lifestyle, and I feel like that's uh, the way to go. There you go. And you know, it, it people can call it people can call it selfish and callous if they want, but it's you know, it's honest. You got to love yourself too. You're out there. Yeah, absolutely. Right. right. Time for uh, time for self care. That's what. That's when was what, the last uh, time you bought yourself a present say. that you didn't like? Oh, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. You always like yeah. the presents you buy yourself. Yeah, I do. I, I usually whenever whenever I treat myself, I'm I'm happy. Because it's disappointing to buy somebody a present and they don't like the present. But if you're just it buying is. yourself presents, you're not going to be it disappointed. Is. That's right. I mean, That's they might I... be disappointed in you, but at the end of the day, does it really matter what other people think? Well, I mean, what's the difference if they're disappointed <laughs> by a present or disappointed by no present? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that way you may have figured this out, Shy. Everyone around you is going to be disappointed anyway. Yeah. You might as well be happy. I, I need help. Let's let's be honest. I need, a, <laughs> I need a lot of help. I just listening, just listening to myself give that answer. I need a lot of uh counseling. Well, I don't think so, Shy. I think you're doing okay. quite well. Well, thank you, Rod. Thank you, Rod. I always love seeing you in the holiday season. You know, last year we did a, a great episode about what kind of visa Santa Claus needed. So if this yep. episode didn't cheer you up enough, go back to 2021's yeah. holiday episode. We talk about what kind of visa Santa Claus would have needed to come to the United States once a year and give presents to all the children. Yeah. A lot so of holiday cheer in that episode. So. Yeah. Thank you again to everybody who wrote in, stopped us on the street, asked us questions, you know, mailed us directly, emailed us. It's really nice of you. Yeah. And in Continue to send in your questions. You can email us again at astalavisa at gibney.com. That's H-A-S-T-A-L-A-V-I-S-A at gibney, G-I-B-N-E-Y.com. Yeah, for all the listeners out there who are listening to us because a friend sent them a link or a friend sent them a text message that says, hey, listen to these two, these two guys. They're pretty good. How can they actually listen to us and download us and subscribe to us, Rod? Yeah, if you haven't already subscribed, we recommend going to you know any of the major streaming platforms and uh, you know clicking that subscribe button. We're available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon, TuneIn, and et cetera. We are. We really just want to wish everybody a happy new year. Happy holidays to whatever happy holidays, holidays happy you celebrate, year, all the holidays. We have uh, 2023 is right around the corner. And mm-hmm. um, we're not going to tell you what our next episode is going to be. But what we will tell you is that on the agenda for 2023, we have an incredible slate of movies and television shows. We didn't do any television shows in 2022, which I can't believe. No. But we're going to get yeah, back to I'm doing some television yeah. shows. We'll do some shows. Um, we're good to, yeah. I was thinking, great stuff coming up. Yeah, I was thinking of Borat. The mm-hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Trading Places, Father of the Bride, Silicon Valley, so much more. Yeah, so much more. And keep keep those recommendations coming. You know, uh, people have given us so many great ideas for requests for movies that we've uh, that we've covered. So yeah, um, and and if we haven't covered your movie or your television show that you've requested, don't worry, we hear you, and we're going to get to mm-hmm. it probably, yep, certainly. Yeah, probably, probably. So Rod, you know, I can't believe we've been doing this for two years, but uh, yeah. Here we are. Here I we hope are. you and your family have a incredible holiday season. Same to you, Shai. And um, I hope that you get all the presents that you want. <laughs> and, um, and I, I, yes. I hope the same for you. I hope you buy yourself all the Thank presents you. that you want, Shai. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's that's, <laughs> what, that's what I wanted to hear. Well, everybody, <laughs> it was great to be with you during this holiday season. Happy holidays to all. And um, until next time, until 2023, Rod. Hasta la visa, baby. 